Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we chat with Sarah Beth Reuter. Sarah Beth is an amazing woman. She wins an honorary doing it at home award for bravery and determination Um, at just 19 making the really bold decision to switch to home birth at 31 weeks pregnant after hearing from her doctor that she would not be able to deliver naturally that she would need a c-section because of the size of her baby and Sarah Beth didn't just take that information and go with it. She decided to look into her other options and explore what was best for her and her husband, Matthew. Now, this home birth story is a little bit of a family affair in that the midwife they eventually connect with and work with is Matthew's grandmother. So great-grandmother actually got to deliver baby Silas. And, you know, this story is all about their process, you know, moving into home birth at that stage, Uh, really just having the confidence in herself and her body's ability to do what it's meant to do, and the belief that labor is not a sickness. And that all comes together in this this really cool, awesome story of, of how Sarah Beth and Matthew and Grandma welcome baby Silas into the world. So I'm really excited for you to hear it, and let's dive right in. Hey, Sarah Beth, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarah Beth, for coming on the Doing It at Home podcast. We are super excited to talk to you and hear your story. So once again, thank you. It's no problem. My pleasure. Awesome. So tell us just a little bit about yourself to get started. You know, where you're from, who's in your family. I am I'm 19, and I am married to... My husband, who's actually also named Matthew. Oh. Hey, that's um, awesome. Great name. Yeah. Um, so we were married, and we met about two years ago, and we got married in August. So when he was born, it was November 27th. So we have me, my husband, and my son, and we pretty much live 
away from everybody. We don't really have any immediate family in our town. So it's kind of just us most of the time. But we see my side of the family a lot. And we do go down to see his family, which actually his grandmother is who delivered our son. Oh, wow. Okay, that's really cool. I'm making a note and we're going to get back to that. Yeah. In the first story. That's super cool. Yeah. We actually haven't ah. talked to anyone yet who has had a, a family member, aside from the husbands who catch, but like a, a family member facilitate the birth. No, we haven't. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. All right. So that's that's you. That's your crew and your family. And what's your baby's name? What's your son's name? His name is Silas. Silas. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cute name. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty fresh, right? Just a couple of months, like two months almost, right? Yeah. He's almost two months old. Mm. About so cool. four days off. That's awesome. Wow, that's such a fun time. Like, we're at, what, four months now? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, we're just a few ahead of you. <laughs> um, awesome. So, okay, uh, home birth. How how did you decide on home birth? Was that something you knew you would do, or did you kind of figure it out after you were pregnant? Well, I knew that whenever I started having kids, I'd want – multiple kids and I knew one of them I wanted to do at least one home birth being as young as I am everything like that I was just like maybe not this baby Mm. but uh, a few things happened one of which he he was a big baby he was nine pounds eight ounces so he was a big boy that's a big boy (laughs) yeah the doctor said that you know you're not going to be able to deliver naturally and when we first got pregnant that's one of the things we talked about is that I didn't want to do it with an epidural. I wanted to do it as naturally as I possibly could. So to hear that I had to have a C-section, I didn't really like that. Um, So we called his grandmother, who is our midwife, and we said, you know, is that something that we actually should do or are they just telling us what they they want us to do so that they don't have to do extra work or whatever? And she basically said, you know, your ba- your body makes the appropriate size babies. Mm. You know, your body's not going to make a baby that you can't get out. Wow. So wow. we made an appointment with her. And this was when we were about 31 weeks pregnant. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Wow. So, so you had been working with an OBGYN up until that point, and then around that time, the doctors told you that you would have to have a C-section just because of his sheer size, just because he was so big? Yep. Wow. Okay. And so you were like, mm, 
I don't know how I feel about that. Let's explore. Let's talk to grandmother and see what this is about. Yeah, what our options are. Okay, wow. So she, you know, she said, that's ridiculous. So we made an appointment and then, I mean, that's pretty much how it went. We decided to do a home birth and when the time came, it not no complications. I mean, it was a hard waiver, but it wasn't anything wrong and I got him out. <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. So, you know, we'll get into some of the details of, of, you know, baby Silas coming into the world, but what... I'm curious about right now is when you guys decided on home birth and you started telling people, what sort of response did you get from, from folks as they learned you were going to be doing it at home? Uh, his side of the family, his, you know, his grandmother being a midwife and doing a lot of home birth, a lot of his aunts have had like their mother deliver their baby. So his side mm. of the family was all for it. My side, however, was like looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did eventually come around, but it did. It took a lot of like, nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be fine. Right. She is trained. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. But we can relate to my, that. <laughs> yeah. My mom was one of the biggest ones because, you know, I would be worried about my kid too, but she did eventually come around and she was there and it was, it was great. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So once you knew you were moving to home birth, you know, you're connected with Matthew's grandmother, what sort of, cause that's a big shift to make at 31 weeks, um, you know, for, for most people. So at that point, did you start doing any sort of different preparation? Did you, what did you change as a result of, okay, we're now shifting into home birth? Um, I kind of, the biggest thing that I shifted was my mindset. Mm. Like from the beginning, I just thought, you know, when it's time, uh, I would, I would probably want to labor as long as I could at home. And that's one of the things I said, we live like five minutes away from the hospital. So I wouldn't even want to go there until it was absolutely this kid's coming out right now because I'm so afraid of hospitals. And so that's another reason home birth was just such an awesome thing for me. But there really wasn't too much to shift. I just knew that everything was going to be okay. And I feel like that's something that deters a lot of people from home birth is because you usually don't really hear about all the good sides. You usually just hear the trauma stories of home birth. Yeah. Yeah. They are prevalent. When you do a Google search, it's, you, you, you end up seeing a lot of that uh, trauma, fear-based, you know, sort of judgmental content pop up. So yeah. we can relate. So let me ask you real quick. You said you were uh, afraid of hospitals. Uh, what sort of fears do you have around hospitals or aversion to hospitals? Uh, when I was younger, probably about middle school, my mom had just a routine hysterectomy, and she almost died. She mm. had a neck bow, and she had necrotizing fasciitis, and it just—it was a horrible experience. And just because it was, you know, the doctor was like, this is such a routine thing, nothing's going to go wrong, and then it went horribly wrong. So hospitals has always been a scare thing for me. Got it. Which is another reason why I knew I wanted to do at least one home birth. Got it, yeah. That makes sense. So it sounds like your uh, your views and relationships towards hospitals 
and giving birth in a hospital was much more scary than giving birth at home. Exactly. I was way more scared of the hospital itself than the pain than everything around a birth itself. Mm. Okay, so what? Let's go to birthday. What What was that day like? Um, what? How did you know you were starting the labor process? Where were you? Well, we had one false alarm about a few days, uh, a week or so earlier. Okay. So I I was sitting in bed and I started having contractions, and the thing that I wasn't expecting was I was expecting my contractions to be, you know, not so bad and then longer apart and get worse and shorter together. Like everyone has always told me that they would be, but I was sitting in bed around nine o'clock and I got my first real contraction and they didn't, they were just very strong, like two minutes apart just from that first contraction. So my labor really wasn't that long. It was about 10 hours. Okay. Um, my Our midwife lives in Miami, which is two hours away from us. So we called the midwife after about an hour or two of having the contractions. And actually, we were going to head down to the birth center, and we got on the turnpike, and we stopped at a rest stop, and we got turned around. So we came back home, and our midwife came to us. And by the time that she got there, I was already eight centimeters dilated. Dang. (laughs) Yeah, so it it was really short short and sweet. The problem came is when it was time to push, I pushed for three hours. Oh, that's a a long time. Yeah, I was exhausted. I completely, I imagine, shoot, (laughs) three hours of anything. (laughs) Wow. Um. So, you know, you said pretty quick. Did you experience it as quick? Did it feel like it was going by quick? Or what was time like for you during that? Um, it did go by pretty quick. The hardest part was at the very end where I was like, is this kid ever going to come out? What is going on? <laughs> because, I don't know, every video I've ever watched, it was just like two or three pushes, he was out. Mm. Not for me. It was It was very long. That's the part that felt the longest everything else didn't really feel that long wow okay and so where where in your home were you um what what was the scene like there how was it set up uh i tried pushing on being on the bed for a while and i it wasn't working for me so i got up and i actually kneeled on the side of my bed and that's where he was born i i laid on my back and i pushed there and that's where he was born right by like in between our TV and the bed. Mm. Now, did you have any like was there was the mood set in the room or anything? Was the lighting low? Like what what did the room look like? Um, there really wasn't anything going on. Uh, it just it went by so fast that I don't yeah. think anybody thought about it or anything like that. Uh, on now when I'm thinking back to it for our next baby, I really do want something like that. But for this one, I, it was just, it went by so fast that we didn't really prepare for anything like that, like we should have. And who was but, there? Was it you, Matthew, and midwife? Is, was that it, grandma? 
and my mom was okay. there. Oh, awesome. Well, that's, that's, cool. that's amazing that your mom could be there after having some reservations around it and not completely being on board that she could be there to support you. Yeah. She, um, we actually called her earlier off the night and since I had that false alarm. She was like, I'm not coming until you're actually having him. <laughs> So she got there about an hour or two before he was born. Oh, wow. So she was, she was there for most, no, she was there for all of the pushing and, and a little bit of the labor. And how, how far along were you? How, um, how many weeks out did you go before you went into labor? I was 40 weeks and six days. Oh, so cool. So all week overdue. Right, right. Which is, I, I've heard is pretty typical for first-time moms. That's what my midwives kept telling me was yeah. was possible. And you know, going the home birth route, there tends to be a lot more patience around that process. Whereas I I've heard a lot of experiences of women who with a t- OBGYN, you go any time past the quote unquote due date, and they're just going to start talking about inducing you and all that stuff. Yeah, that's another thing. And actually, we had. Um, one day I woke up with pretty high blood pressure and the midwife, since she's two hours away, she said, go to the hospital and see what they say. And we got there and my blood pressure was really high. I was, you know, 40 weeks and something pregnant. And they, uh, they wanted to keep us and induce us because they were like, that baby has to come out. You're, you're going to be, you know, that's going to be a problem. And the midwife said at first, like the midwife at the hospital said, you're fine. And then the doctor said, you know, you should stay and get induced. So we called grandma, our midwife, and she was like, they're just trying to get your money. So you should leave. (laughs) Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, you had a lot of trust in in the midwives you spoke with and, you know, Matthew's grandma and the one at the hospital. Because it sounds like you, you were getting just conflicting information, even from, you know, when you were still seeing the OBGYN and they were saying that you would need to get a C-section and then, you know, fast forward to, to when you went in for the high blood pressure and they said, okay, we need to induce you. You kept getting one piece of information from the doctors and then a different piece of information from the midwives. How did you, like, how are you able to just choose and, you know, how did you know who to trust? in that scenario? I figured, um, the doctors, they run it like a business, you know, you're just another number, you know, they want you in the hospital so that they can make their money and then they want you out. Whereas I feel midwife, especially, you know, grandma, his grandma, um, you know, she cares about her great grandson. You know, she knows what's best. She's not going to say, oh, you should do this because, you know, she cares about you. So I feel like it was easier to trust because I knew she had the best interest in mind, whereas I feel a lot of doctors just don't really get that personal and don't really, you know, bother to learn your name or anything about you. They just look at a chart and just say this is what's best for you mm-hmm. when they don't really always know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, your experience is probably not super unique in terms of, you know, feeling that way when you are in the hospital setting. Uh, I think, you know, we had a slightly different experience, but we did ultimately end up really building like like you did that trusting relationship 
with our midwives. And I mean, even as recently as last night, you got a piece of advice from a pediatrician and then we were saying, okay, we're going to go ask our midwife yeah. <laughs> and see what her opinion is because we, we really trust them for the, for the reasons that, you know, you just shared. Yeah. Yeah, we still do that. Every appointment we call her up and she's like, yeah. is this okay? Should we do this? Should we actually listen? We were actually in an appointment, uh, a postpartum follow-up with ours, you know, a couple weeks after Maya was born. And she said, you know, oh, excuse me, hang on one second. I have a text I need to answer. I have to look at a bunch of poop. And we were like, what? And she's like, yeah, mom sent me pictures all the time. Like, is this normal? Is this? She's like, I get so many, you know, diaper shots. She's like, if someone were to find my phone and just look through it, they would be very disturbed by all the things that get sent to me to check on. Yeah. I feel like that's another thing about, like, birth centers and midwives. It's such a relaxed environment. Mm. Like, it's not, you know, you, you sit in this room and you wait for the doctor and it's all quiet and and weird. Um, but when we would go down to the birth center for like appointments and stuff, it was just it was it was such a nice feeling. Everybody was like talking, you know, people were passing by. It wasn't weird and awkward and everyone has to be quiet in the writing room and all that. Mm. Yeah, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I am interested. I want to go back to your um the pushing when you were, you know, you said for three hours you were pushing. What was that like for you? What was it like, you know, that, that whole experience? Exhausting. Mm. Very exhausting. But honestly, and I don't know how a lot of people feel about this statement, but honestly, it wasn't as bad as everyone always told me birth was going to be. Hmm. It didn't look that bad. It really wasn't that bad. So, the only complaint I can have about the three hours of pushing is just I was really tired. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. And of course it did hurt. I mean, you know, nine pounds baby coming out of me. It, it, it hurt, but it wasn't anything I couldn't handle. You know, I didn't have a moment where I was like, oh God, I can't do this. I was just, oh God, I'm so tired. I would like to go to sleep. So how did you keep, you know, moving forward? You know, you're exhausted and you're, you're pushing and you're getting to hour two, you're getting to hour three. How did you just was there something you were focusing on? Did you have like a mantra or an affirmation that you were focusing on? What was getting you through that experience? 
the thought that the only thing that's going to stop this is getting him out. Mm-hmm. The only way I can end, you know, how much pain I'm in, I can go to sleep after he's born. Mm-hmm. I just need to get him out. And I think that's the thing that I was focusing on the most. Also, I'd like to meet him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> after all this time carrying him around. <laughs> oh, wow. All nine pounds of him. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. Where, um, what time of day was it? Because I'm curious, you know, you're saying um, with the exhaustion, had you been able to sleep before that? Like, what time of day was he born? Well, he, I went in sleep around 9 o'clock, so it was almost bedtime. Mm-hmm. And he was born at 7.13. Oh, man. So, yeah. yeah. Labor through the night. Didn't get any sleep. Yeah. So I can relate to that, so I totally <laughs> get it. But being tired, I, I didn't get to sleep at all either. And so by the time, you know, Maya was born, I hadn't slept in almost 24 hours. Oh, oh gosh. That sounds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was with uh, we'll, we'll get on a quick tangent. I remember thinking to myself, "Wow, we're, this is this is not ideal. We're exhausted and all that." But looking back, it was like, "Okay, you just you just flow with it." Yeah, I can't mean, do anything to change it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It's done and over with. Mm. So, tell me about the moment when Silas comes out and you get to meet him. What was that like for you? It was one of the most, like, amazing things that's ever happened to me. Um, he came out, and he actually, he had his cord wrapped around his neck. And when he was, he was born, he was purple, and he wasn't crying or breathing. And so she had to use a bulb syringe. And so when he was first born, my mom was freaking out. Matthew was like, what is happening? I was so exhausted that I just laid back and I'm like, oh God, I'm glad that's finally over. So I didn't, I wasn't really, I feel like I really wasn't there mm. for a while because, you know, I was so tired. Um, but the first thing he did, he, she laid him on his chest when he finally was breathing and his lips started shivering. And that's one of the only things that I remember. And he does that a lot too. Uh-huh. So, that's the first thing I remember about him and it just it really was one of the best things of my life and and they didn't take him away and do everything and then come bring him back to me whenever he was you know dressed and swaddled and you know it was him straight out of out of me you know that I got to meet him and hold him and do all that stuff so that's one of the things that I really do memorize or appreciate of being doing a home birth is being able to meet him as fast as I could rather than you know him being taken away right right and then even after he arrives you know you get to stay in your own home eat your own food you know be in your space so you know after everything was taken care of and Silas was cool and um, you know I'm guessing he's on your chest what were the next couple of hours like uh, me and my husband laid in bed with the baby and, you know, I nursed him, um, grandma, you know, cleaned up all the stuff and probably like 30 minutes. I was like, I need to take a shower. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we, I showered and, and me and Matt slept for maybe an hour or two. And then 
my whole family drove up. My dad and my siblings all came up to meet him. Uh, so after that, they left. They didn't stay very long. They left about an hour or two after that. And then me and Silas, or me, Matt, and Silas pretty much just left. Aww. Which, thankfully, Silas is a good sleeper when they're together. Not so much anymore, but that's <laughs> <laughs> We sort of experienced something similar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great, though. You got to be in this, like, little, intimate, loving bubble, the three of you, and just, just yeah. be together. Yeah, it's... I don't know why anybody would ever choose against that. Mm. It's crazy to me. Mm. You know, it's it's funny. I don't think a lot of women get to the point where they even think about that as a choice for them to go against. You know, I think um, we're just not encouraged to explore our options. So I just think it's so cool that in your case, you know, you were told something by the doctor at 31 weeks that just really didn't jive with you and you're like, mm, I don't know about this. I'm going to go look at something else. I don't think a ton of women do that or are supported to do that or, you know, think that they can. So um, hearing more examples of women like you who are like, no, I'm going to take an active role in what's going on with my body and my baby and see what's best for us. Hearing that is just going to empower more women to be able to make that choice. And, and have the same feeling as you. Like, why would I do anything else? I feel like a lot of people think that labor is a sickness. It's mm. something that a doctor has to see. You have to have medicine for. But that's not true. You know, labor is one of the most natural things in the entire world. And you're not, you're not sick. You don't need IVs and medicine and all these things hooked up to you. You're not, you're not a patient. You're just, you know, just somebody in labor. That's not something that needs to be treated. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel totally like, agree. Yeah. So I feel like if a lot of more women, you know, think about it like that rather than, oh, God, you know, I have had this medicine put in me, then a lot of more people will do home birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I see you especially as, um, you know, younger and first time, you know, a lot of times home birth decisions are made. We hear stories after the fact of a couple of births that are yeah. traumatizing or not great experiences. And so it's like, oh, I want the other option. But, you know, in your case, ours as well, first time baby, that's what you chose initially. So I, that's that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, I think maybe a lot of people, I don't know, I think... You know, it's it's kind of the same, it's a different side of the same point. A lot of people hear, like, bad hospital stories. And maybe that's why a lot of, or not maybe a lot of, but some first-time moms are, oh, God, I don't want to do that. So right. maybe it's the same way where a lot of people are, like, home births are bad things. It's just the same thing, just different sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like that you said that because, uh, you know, Sarah and I definitely uh, – have, have hold the belief that you will find what you're seeking. Mm. If you're looking for 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 you know horrible hospital stories, there are plenty of those. If you're looking for horrible home birth stories, you will find them. And so, you know what we're doing with this podcast is we're bringing the other side of it. We're bringing you know beautiful, empowering, amazing home birth stories 
for the people who are seeking those because there are folks out there who are interested and really want to hear stories just like yours. You know, folks who said, you know what, hospital birth, eh, that's not for me. I want to create something different. So, you know, like you said, the, the, the two sides of the coin, um, there are people who are seeking the stories that, you know, you just shared. Exactly. It's just everybody, I mean, everything's going to ha- always happen the way it has to or, or needs to. You know, the universe is, isn't going to guide anyone where they don't need to be. So, so I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. go ahead. Excuse me, Sarah. Beth, go ahead. No, it's fine. Um, I was curious, you said, um, you know, as we were talking earlier that you were clear of, of the many babies you, you intend to have, you wanted at least one home birth. Now having Silas's birth experience, do you think when, when you plan for baby number two or when baby number two comes around, you'd want to do home birth again? Absolutely. Nice. I wouldn't entertain the idea of doing it anywhere else. Mm. Is there anything that you would adjust or add or, you know, remove or change for baby number two that you plan on having at home? I say two things. A, I would like to try a water birth for our next baby. Mm. Um, it just being so late in the pregnancy, we didn't have time to really, you know, do our research and plan for a home water birth. Um, the other thing is, I would like to record this one. Mm. Or the next. Uh, we actually, my mother was recording whenever, you know, I was almost at the end. And like I said, whenever he was born, he was not breathing and purple. And so she freaked out. And so she stopped recording. So we have some footage up to right at the very end. And she, you know, she got startled. And so she stopped recording. But those are the only two things that I would ever change about it. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah. That's And the recording thing, I love that. I mean, I think it varies state to state. It must. But there's some states and some hospitals where you can't video your birth. And yeah. that's that's another huge, you know, pro to home birth. If you want to capture the experience and you want documentation of it, lots of times in hospitals you can't. And our midwives were explaining to us, you know, many reasons for that one being to kind of cover their butts in the event that something happens that isn't entirely on the up and up there's video documentation of it yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's just another beautiful aspect of home birth is you really get to invite who you want have them do what you want and capture it the way that you want so uh, i think that's very cool that you want to you want to have that second time around That's awesome. And with the the hospital rules, you can only invite so many people. That's true, too. And I feel like a lot of them, you know, you're allowed to, you know, your your partner or maybe your mother or something like that, and that's it. So that's another thing. I, you know, I have a big family. I would have wanted, you know, Matthew's mom to be there, but she was there, um, on the phone with us because she lives a while away so she couldn't actually be there but she was on the phone with us the whole time and um you know if we were able to do a hospital birth you know she wouldn't have been able to be there or anything and that's another thing that deterred me from home or hospital birth 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sarah Beth, this has been awesome talking to you. And I, I want to wrap up with wondering what sort of advice you might have for moms like you who are planning a home birth or, you know, families who are considering home birth. Um, first off, if you live anywhere in the Florida area, you should go to Miami Maternity Center because that's where the best midwife in the world lives or works. Also, every baby is going to come out. It's not, you know, going to take hours. It's not always going to take hours like mine did. But even if it does, he's going to come out and it's going to be awesome and you can handle the pain. It's, it's not anything you can't handle or else it wouldn't be happening to you. Hmm. So I think those are my two biggest things I that I would that. tell anybody. I love that. Yeah, there's there's That's no awesome. baby that um, stayed in there and is living its toddler life in there. They they eventually make their way out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm so grateful to you for getting on this call with us and, and sharing your story with us. I think so many moms can relate to everything you shared from the, the advice from the doctor to, you know, wanting to create your experience and um, you just had a lot of trust. I experienced you super chill about it. I think, you yeah. know, not a lot of anxiety or if you did, it doesn't really come across at that, you know, that much. So I just, I think you're a great example of just staying calm and sticking to your guns and what you, what you want, what you want to experience. Yeah. And, and like you said a couple of times, just trusting that your body was designed to do this, trusting that, you know, you would not be placed in a situation that you can't handle, uh, trusting that your baby is going to come out, you know, and, and just surrendering to everything else. Sarah Beth, thank you so much. Um, give our love to Matthew and to baby Silas and yes. um, let us know how you all are doing. And when when the other babies come along, hit us up. We want to hear about those births too. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right, that will be a big can-do. Yes, awesome, awesome. All right, awesome. well, thank you, Sarah Beth. Thank you. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.